Hello, I'm Michael Swaim, and welcome back to Tales from the Pit. This is your content warning. This episode, I'll be speaking with Biba Pickles about her experiences with anxiety, panic, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, addiction, and, most terrifying of all, trying to find the right mood medication for her. If you can believe it, we even find some time to discuss how all of these issues both hinder and enrich her art. I hope you enjoy the conversation. In July 1963, the Cleveland, Ohio paper The Plain Dealer published a short article with several jokes about elephants because the news cycle was simpler then. Probably the most famous joke from that article is the following, which I will gussy up by reading as a Brooklyn meathead and Dracula. Blue, how do you make a statue of an elephant? I don't know, Dracula. How about you get the biggest granite block you can find and then chip away all the parts what doesn't look like an elephant? Tragically, this joke represented the funniest humor available at the time. This was, of course, long before America began exploiting Canada's vast underground humor reserves. Case in point, before that joke, the previous funniest thing related to elephants was an old newsreel of Thomas Edison electrocuting one to death. But this joke, if it can be called a joke, has stood the test of time, and I imagine it's for the same reasons that granite does, and elephants do. <laughs> Elephant do by meaning something to human beings. Statues are erected, cherished, or demolished as an expression of our collective will. Elephants will continue to exist or not, largely depending on choices we make about their value. Granite is hard. My understanding is that it's some kind of rock. So it literally just stands the test of time. But it's a special rock because a statue is a rock that's been shaped by a human consciousness. A sculptor gave this particular hunk of matter special meaning by investing time and effort and thought into it. And as a wise popsicle stick once said, chipping away everything that doesn't look like an elephant. So go ahead, sculpt an elephant. I'll wait. No, I won't because you've already failed. I bet you didn't even provide a receipt voucher to the quarry foreman for the block of granite, you dope. Because guess what? Chipping a rock into a shape is actually super fucking hard, as the greatest elephant joke ever told so wryly highlights. So now, imagine that what's trapped in the rock, like so much solo, isn't an elephant, it's you. The you you've always wanted to be. The you you are when you feel most like yourself. The you you know you could be more of the time with a little practice. All you have to do is chisel all the bad bits away and let them go. Simple, right? But then your chisel slips and granite splinters fly into your eyes. That's the brain shocks from the Cymbalta. So you switch up your technique. You meditate at the rock for a while, trying to get the eyes just right, but the level of patience required for telekinetic carvery makes your brain speed up so much you think you might be the least zen person ever to buy yoga pants and then use them primarily for non-yoga purposes. So, you try again, again. Maybe the chisel was too direct. Perhaps something firmer than a brain wave, but more yielding than a chisel is called for. But then, you sand overzealously one day and get bronchitis from inhaling too much granite dust. That's a manic episode, cranking things up to 11. When the slab falls off its base and breaks three of your toes, metaphorically speaking, that's because they switched you from the Cymbalta to Welbutrin, and now you can't sleep and sweat excessively from your nostrils. Then, a hairline crack forms right where you thought the arm was going to be. So instead of a bold akimbo stance, as you so long planned, your youth sculpture is going to have their hands in their pockets. 
which is kind of good because hands are hard to sculpt anyway. That's the scooped out nothing feeling of antipsychotics making you lose faith in this whole stupid project. Sculpting a functional self? Impossible. Certainly impossible if you give up. Anyway, and even if you do manage the impossible, a you sculpture tends to be a little squishier than its granite counterpart. There will be maintenance required, and whatever weird, beautiful, perfect, transient shape your rock self takes on, there will be art critics, and there is no right answer. There's just you, and the rock, and the hard place, and what you make of it. So make it art. Make it mean something to you. And keep envisioning the statue in the stone, because even though mental health is a long, arduous journey, at the end you get a free elephant. And that is a Tales from the Pit promise. Here to discuss the nature of mental illness as it relates to art and performance, being bipolar, chugging four locos, not giving up on a better mental space despite setbacks, and the one time she shoved her hand into a wasp's nest to prove that she's having more fun than you, is musician, artist, and DJ Biba Pickles. But you can just call her Pickles. <laughs> um, I'm used to this, the radio, you know the radio stuff. Yeah, for sure. You might not have known that I already started recording, but... Oh, it's fine. I'm not saying anything incriminating. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm talking about that hobo I hit back in 94. It's not like that. I'll bleep that. <laughs> uh, weirdly, it just came out this morning that one of my coworkers for like 10 years is apparently a sex predator. What? Really? So it's all the Twitter fallouts happening this morning. Like, uh... And making decisions like, oh, should we, do we scrub his byline from our, you know, involvements with him? Stuff like that. Well, welcome to Tales from the Pit. I'm here with Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, the famous Broadway director. Hello. Hello. Um, nice to meet you. No, this voice you're hearing is Biba Pickles. Hi, Biba. Thank you so much for being here. It's Biba Pickles. I... Everybody guessed rather than asking to avoid confrontation, and I failed. You know, I think that's a common thing, yeah, and sorry that's about okay. That. That's totally okay. Confrontation. I could have gone thing. with Biba. Bible. Bible. Ping pong. Have you heard Bible ping pong before? I've heard it all. I'm sure you've heard from like a Starbucks breeze. Like, what do they? No, put on from a cup? like people saying like, "Oh, and our next comedian on stage is." Or, Bible oh, ping pong is I've, not a bad name for a stand-up comedian. I think it sounds good. <laughs> I just need the consistency so people can like match a face to a name. Yeah, that's why I always thought Hannibal Burris, one of his first albums, has the perfect title, "Animal Fairness." It's yeah. It it's teaches so, you how to say his name. It's great. It's so fun. I okay, love. Okay, I'm him. here with Biba. I apologize, Biba, okay. but thanks for dropping by. I've only read it. We emailed It's okay. A bunch. Pe- everybody calls me Pickles. <laughs> It's easier oh, okay. just to say pickles. Everyone calls me Swaim, so I get that. Swaggy Swaim? Swaim. Just Swaim. Swaggy? Swaggy. I don't know where you pulled Swag. that from. Swaggy. Gotcha. Like, oh yeah, I'm swag. No, most people don't see me and scan swag, but... Really? I think your shirt <laughs> is pretty swaim. swag. It's like a, It's like if you wanted a tablecloth for uh-huh. a child in 1976. That's not a compliment. No, this it is, my, is. This is my zebra striped gum shirt that I wear when I want to be reminded of zebra striped gum. Do you lick it and try to tattoo yourself with your shirt? Uh, I wear it many days in a row and see if it rubs off. Sure, you could call that a tattoo. All right. Well, I haven't washed this dress since <laughs> December, so I'm on the same page with you. I'm more down with your pen that says I want to believe. Oh, thanks. I got it at a... Oh, and the UFO. Is that the UFO as well? A UFO over a pyramid. I got it at my friend's uh, UFO-themed birthday party recently. Wonderful. Um, But this show is not about whatever we were talking about. It's about drinking some delicious ginger ale. Yeah, you can do that. Pickles is drinking ginger ale. And while she does that, I'm going to explain that the topic of the show is, as regular listeners will know... Um, addiction, depression, mental illness, grief, and trauma, and processing and coping with same. 
Uh, and the nominal topic of this episode, but it tends to meander because it's just a friendly conversation, is its relationship to art. So I'd love if you could sort of recap for the audience your art journey, certainly as a musician, but like I'm sure there's other creative endeavors you've embarked There's upon. like so many things. I feel like... What's art to you in your life? <laughs> I feel like it, my whole life... I, I don't want to sound like i am art yeah i don't want to sound like that Uh, but i feel like everything that i do i just it just dwindles down like oh i'm performing now or i just feel like i'm always performing but not even performing i like what morrissey said he said only seals perform and (laughs) it's like whatever but i i mean there's a seal and he had that big beef after that about that i think it's like hey seal like i'm really mad at you because um i don't even know what you could be mad at seal for Uh, like did you hear he had a me too outing (gasps) oh No, yeah. I haven't been on the internet for like the whole weekend. He tried weekend. to uh, talk his way into sex with his married neighbor lady by like borrowing a salad spinner and then pushing his way into the what? home and, you know, trying to get sex out of her. And she went public with it. The salad spinner I feel like is what my the, mind latches on I feel on like to. that's the worst story I've ever heard <laughs> because of how like stupid he is. Like, yeah. fuck you. No, that just... See... I feel really upset with the world. I think this is why my my life has become art is because I feel that if I didn't constantly have something going for me and I guess like that's why I mean by constantly performing I'm like creating this Mm -hmm. fantasy world which is easy because I'm (laughs) mentally ill and if I didn't do that I would look at this world and it's like you can't trust anybody. Everybody like seems terrible like everybody... Mm Everybody that's being outed, it's like, you're all horrible. Like, how could you do that? Like, like, what's wrong with anybody? Isn't there anybody that wants to genuinely create and like connect and love a person and like a really empowering way? Like, hey, you know, uh, I'm there for you. Like, I want you to not feel bad about yourself. Let's not like traumatize people. Like, I, I just feel totally disgusted every day by people i feel sad about it and so yet i if have that was to always happening isn't this the good thing like this has to happen right this is no this has it. to happen yeah i'd rather know than like because the alternative was oh five years ago all the shit with this the same and they successfully squashed it yeah that's way worse well i've i've had a real like a huge amount of encounters just being like um like a public figure in my small Mm -hmm. town yeah where it was like oh did you know that guy is a bad guy and they're like yeah but you know he's just so bad guy e that's his thing and it's like you're (laughs) fucking bullshit like you're just gaslighting my experience so i want it to come out but at the same time i just feel like a like a hopelessness like Mm -hmm. how can i like trust or help someone and like feel confident in it when i feel like everybody might be bad like i feel really sad like if i if something bad happened to me how do i even call for help i don't even know i feel like i'm in a darkness I see where that feeling comes from and I'm in a place of privilege as a man. So it's harder. I like, I, I'm not going to question you, but <laughs> I feel like there are, there's good people out there who would support you in a time of trouble. I'd like to help. You could call us. I want to, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to believe that. And I think for me, Oh no. And you'd get death threats from creeps also, but I, like I all mean, the time, you, both. I get happen. all kinds of scary ass fan shit. Oh sure. So do I. And I'm like a six foot, three dudes so i'm sure you get way more <laughs> i'm 411 i'm terrified <laughs> yeah uh but i gotta back up and for the sake of audience advocacy asked. well that's true because i have a whole episode planned about the nature of the world being shitty leading to depression and this is not that this is just a bumper for that show that's true <laughs> um but uh you said you're mentally ill was that used in euphemism no or i'm this actually is exact- mentally Ill. right okay so what Forms of mental illness do you struggle with? Okay, let's start. Mm, let's start from the bottom up. Okay, I um, <laughs> whatever like that means to in, you. In uh, in order of, oh, it's okay. You only have 
generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel kind of uneasy and here's your propanolol and no, you're 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 gonna be fine too. Yeah. Oh, uh you have obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. and like your fingers are bleeding because you are just scrubbing everything yeah. way too hard and you're an over cleaner. You, massive but in a really it's a really strange thing it's like i'll clean my whole house like a lot but it looks junky because i'm like no this is the pile of stuff that i'm refurbishing but there's a spot that has to be cleaned a million times or whatever every everywhere has to be like clean like of like dirt like actual dirty grossness yeah but there's clutter everywhere because i'm constantly working on projects Mm -hmm. but um it's not in my opinion it's not like hoarding because I'm I'm not holding on to them. It's like, okay, these are uses. I'm going to do this and then that's going to go into a piece of art that I'm going to sell or this is going to mm-hmm. be a present for somebody. And so there's, it's like a factory line. Yeah. I feel like I'm- Well, I, you brought me a homemade jester cap. I think the audience should know. I, and some buttons. I just go- So you're crafty as fuck. <laughs> I'm like the, uh, like, I'm like MacGyver- um, Martha Stewart, if you accidentally like drugged her with like um, ayahuasca and then like if Tim Allen were not like a piece of shit and like still the lovable 90s guy and a little bit of Wilson, because I have to say that he was my favorite part of that show. OK, I just I can I can be like we're far afield now again. I'm just saying, like I'm just this. telling you that's a part exactly. of my art is like, if you broke that cup, I would say, I'm going to take those pieces home and make a mosaic of it and sell it online. But did it trigger you for me to do a joke about my shirt, wearing my shirt for five days? Does the thought of that lack of no. hygiene? No. Okay. Because so it's within your own space that you control. Is that when you mostly have issues like that? I don't. I yes. Like I should be able to keep this organized because it's my. I don't area. go organize other people's houses unless they right. they let me get too comfortable there. Because that's what I meant is like we have cat hairballs everywhere. Does oh, that, that trigger? Does it bother your? No, because this isn't my environment. I see. I You're don't not live responsible here. for it. Okay. But if I if if I you were like oh I'm like. I have a sublet and you're going to like have a place. It's going to be fucking spotless. Th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then okay. I'm going to go for it. So, um, so do you th- I have those yeah. two yeah. and Please, I had, pa- I have panic disorder mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, you're freaking out a lot. And so we're going to like give you more medication. And, um, then I also had like a really extreme phobia of sharks and I had to go to cognitive behavioral therapy for a long time. You because and the president. He's fascinated by sharks. I'm. I saw your disgust look. I, like, I was. You guys have a lot more in common than you. Uh, no. Nope. You're like, no, shut that down. Nope. Now I like feel like I have to go it's away from the insult. mic because yeah. my mic is orange. That's true. I feel like I feel trapped. Beavis mic <laughs> is presidential orange. They call it. Oh color. my <laughs> god, no. Um. So the fear of shark was like I. I could not look at pictures of like a stereotypical shark, like big. Like not a hammerhead. Like mm-hmm. it had to be like a great white um, bull shark, mako shark. Tiger but a hammerhead shark. didn't give you the phobia. No, because hammerheads don't fit that stereotype sure. of a shark. It was only just like, like a hole full of teeth. Jaws like <laughs> yeah, the teeth stuff. No. What about nurse shark? I just swam with nurse sharks. No, two they weeks ago. well they, they're too small to really. Cause and a lot also, of they can stop swimming without dying and just chill and lay down. And their teeth are kind of square like. They don't fit. Yeah, we that. snorkeled and we just saw them like chilling at the bottom of the ocean. It was beautiful. Yeah, I I I'm cool with them. It's only like jaws like sure. sharks and I couldn't have my feet on the ground. I ran out of amoeba on sunset screaming and people thought like I was being attacked by bees or something. Like I have made And you're like, a, No, it's a mind shark. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see a photo, like an album there, cover with a shark? There was a giant poster of Jaws. Oh, I think okay. it's still there in Amoeba. And I just, I couldn't hang, handle yeah. it. I've made a spectacle of myself. I've embarrassed myself. And it's it was crappy because it's like, oh, it's really funny, but I can't control it. And did those moments feel embarrassing for yes. you? Yes. Okay. Because I don't want to do that. I right, don't want this. Because you're not in control. But I want to... I, I assumed they did, but I want that on the record because I think it's so interesting to reconcile with the fact that you also said you're always on. 
obviously performance is a big part of like your calling in life. Um, can you speak to, so like how this is interrelated to your art, interrelated to your art. Do you think you would have made more better art if you had no like struggles with your mental space? Or do you think that it's helped your art or is it neutral and it just shapes your art, but it doesn't help or hurt? I feel like, like how's that work? I just feel like I only know how to be myself in this position. And a lot of my art is like a comment or an expression to like my like what's going on in my head right now. I need to like get it out and put it on something no matter what I like. I I describe myself as like a multimedia artist because it's like I've done improv, stand up comedy. I've had a successful radio show. Mm -hmm. I've like done several different things in all areas of music. And it's always like, you know, what I'm feeling is what's going into that. So I feel like no matter where I would have gone or who I would have been, it just would have been myself pouring out into okay. something but I think that like being mentally ill for me has been a very huge emotional stru struggle and the emotions just pour out of me and whatever I'm doing and um I want to say that the 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 most difficult mental illness that I feel like I have that it's just been really hard for me personally to deal with this one is uh I'm bipolar type one which is um it it means that I go into full-blown mania and I can mm. go into psychosis and, and I have, and just How is psychosis experience for you. It's like an unwanted acid trip because okay. the, you're Including just visual hallucinations yes. and things. Okay. I see things and I hear things and like one that like came up a lot was me feeling like I could control the weather like I, I kept saying like, no watch. And I would like put my hands out and then like the wind would blow a tree. And yeah. I'm like, I did that. Yeah. And I really, really believe that. I believe like I was like Matilda mm -hmm. and I oh, would, wouldn't we all love to be like Matilda? I mean, we would She's all so great. Or Mara Wilson for that matter. <laughs> and I got compared to her a lot when I was like younger. And I think it just like manifested, like it got stored uh. in my brain and came out when I was in that state. I had a brief period where I really believed that it was only my secret and no one believed me, but it was true that I was an Android and that like I could turn my robot brain on inside to if like, if I needed extra help on the test or to run super fast or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like I feel like, you know, being open about my mental illness, mm -hmm. I've heard and connected with so many people and I've heard so many things and I've realized like, just there's an there's unthinkable amount of like fantasy and imagination and like pretend that can come out when you're uh, not in your right mind. And I know how it manifested with me and hearing like other people having their own personalized like kind of terrifying experiences or straight up terrifying mm -hmm. experiences. It just has made me like feel better. Like you know what like. It's not just me and there's like so many different kinds of people out there and you know, I, I can, I can find a way I can like stand on my own two feet and like it's possible because I have influence and support from others. And I think that helps my art too, is that I, uh, I feel like as, uh, as my AA group calls it, like vanilla people, like mm -hmm. sometimes they don't understand what it means to be wearing those shoes. So I to think speak. they're the minority. I think there's a huge number of people who. I think I think there's a lot of people that have because just from doing experience. this show, yeah, I get overwhelmed every episode with messages from people who say how much it means just to hear someone casually go like, "Oh yeah, I suffer from panic anxiety disorder," and people are like, "Oh, me too." I thought we were ashamed to say that. Oh yeah. It's, so like the normalization is such a part of it. I think that's a big part. If of you it for include me. addiction at any time to any kind of substance or behavior, oh, and I've been there. There's only like four percent of people who haven't had any kind of psychological, like structure, like structural malfeasance that they had to address. I only know one in my life, and that's Soren Bowie, who the audience knows well, but you don't. <laughs> but that's fine. And fuck him, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. You know what's crazy is He's still a good writer. That's why fuck him. <laughs> Didn't even have to do all this bullshit. 
The thing that surprises me is like I feel myself, I would describe myself like riddled with problems that I have like all these like mental things that I have to deal with. And um, I am an addict and an alcoholic and I'm, I'm clean and sober now, but for many yeah, years I wasn't. Yeah. And I... I feel like, oh my God, how did this happen? Because my family, like if you came over and like met my aunt and my grandpa, they're just so normal. They have like my, my aunt didn't go into a bar until she was 26 Mm -hmm. and she just never had any, she is, she almost became a nun. That's not statistically normal, by the way, either of those things. It's, it's most Americans are drinking by the time they're 17, 18. <laughs> my aunt didn't. And my aunt, I know, but it's interesting that you think of it as normal and that you're deviated from that. But like, no, it's abnormal no, that she was going to become a nun and didn't drink until her 20s. My aunt, I know, is not normal, but she is the Virgin Mary in my eyes. She is absolutely She's the Ameri- like the good American citizen we all imagine. She, she's right. like June Cleaver. She yeah. is. I've never met anybody in my entire life that was like so trust. She will never lie. She (laughs) is. And I'm like, dude, how did she raise me? She's like my mom Mm. and she's never been married. She never had a boyfriend and she uh, only got drunk once in her life and it scared her and she never had any kids and she just like raised me and she was wholesome, like the most wholesome thing you can Mm -hmm. think of. That's her. And I am like the epitome of a back alleyway, like guy like, Hey kid, do you want to buy a monkey paw? They call it a mojo hand and you can make wishes on it. But you immediately mentioned love and you speak very empathetically so I think like she probably helped impart that to you at least oh, you know yeah. what I mean I feel like I you don't you I'm might really... want to be an outlaw but you don't strike me as someone that would like suddenly shiv me or any you know what I mean or come at me no I feel like I'm more of a like trickster like a oh, okay. little like imp like a mischievous <laughs> little devil sure. like uh like i'm gonna pick pocket from this person's pocket and put it in that person's pocket like that kind of that was like that kind of child yeah. and um i think that's what i mean by like did being that feel like, performative did you feel like you were on if you can remember all the way back then feel like I was perf- uh, in my in my mind I always felt like I was a on like a TV show when I was little and it's just so common for performers to say that they're always on and that's how yeah, they cope. yeah. And I would like perform in front of a mirror for hours I would think that every mirror is a camera and it's like it's showtime oh, that's and a good game I I seriously <laughs> did that for so long I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade before I was like okay I have to stop it I'm did like, you straight up whip your hair around look into the mirror and say out loud to yourself it's showtime ever <laughs> I'm sure that I don't have a memory of that, but I'm sure that I would do something like that. Camera three over here. Yeah. And my aunt's like, um, why are you talking to yourself again in your room? And I was like, I'm not talking to my mind. I would be like, I'm prayers. I'm praying. No, I said I was on the phone all the time. Ah. Oh, I was on the phone. And like, she would say, your great grandpa said he heard singing. And I was like, I'm not singing. And in my room, I'm like reenacting like all of Judy Garland's like song and dance moves and shit. Well, these are very mentally healthy things, I think. I, <laughs> well, I mean, I know now that um, that's all well and that's good. all called mania where you stand for two days and don't sleep okay, and perform if you did it for in a two mirror. days. All right. That's different. But I'm saying in and of itself child adorably performing oh when i grew up when i grew up i got a little bit out of hand with not being able to turn off the performance Mm. and then you're like manic so you're like i'm gonna stay up for 30 hours and i'm gonna perfect this scouse accent and i'm only gonna talk in it for like a week and your method about your accent and it gets like out of hand because people are like, um, excuse me, like you showed up for jury duty and you scared everybody because mm-hmm. you said like you're not a citizen. I'm like, no, that that's the character. That's what I was going for at the time. And they're like, no, but you can't like you have force to tell pe- the judge what you, you think. Yeah. You can't force people <laughs> to populate your personal your world. Play, yeah. They're not consenting to <laughs> yeah. be a part. And I couldn't understand that when I was manic. Yes, although art is in a way inviting people into our world, so you haven't completely given up that it's, pursuit. It's different when you like invite someone 
It's with their consent. Instead of kidnapping, like (laughs) a van pulls up and you like grab them. You're like, oh my God, what's happening? You're like, you know what? It's time for me to pretend I'm Ed Sullivan. Okay. (laughs) Like go time. Like, oh no. You just have to accept it. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. But I I do, I do think there's a romanticization of, especially, I haven't heard a lot of romanticization of mania, but. Really? not in songs. It's like being naturally high. It's the no, best no. feeling. I've heard it from people, but I w- in art, I guess I mean, art seems to focus on this romanticization of grief, depression, the downer ones. Yeah. Like being slow and sad. Um, and I always want to ask artists. So like you're saying you and I believe that, too. You create art about whatever is in front of you because that's all you can really do. But do you think. By that token, and I'm asking more philosophically, I guess, than in your personal life, like, but does that mean if you didn't have bipolar type one, if you were really vanilla since birth and it just came without effort, do you think your art would be really boring? Would you be writing boring shit about boring shit? (laughs) I have no idea. I kind of feel like maybe I would just be like my aunt and that like I would just like... I've had a really like great example of like being vanilla successfully. Like she dedicated her entire life to taking care of her parents and like taking care of me when I didn't have parents. And so I feel like I would just be this like those are great things to do. Like you don't have sacrificing to, person. Yeah. And I think that that's that's kind of how I imagine it. But because I am like. Like, ooh, I'm kooky. I'm like Willy Wonka. I'm like Mary Poppins when I take care of kids. I'm magic. Like, I feel like it's just, uh, it's. I'm still self-sacrificing, but not in the way that she is. I am whimsical. And she's more like, I need to lay down really straightforward rules. Mm-hmm. And like, we're going to stay safe, guys. And I'm like, I'm wrestling a crocodile right now. <laughs> Uh, you are. That's confirmed. <laughs> do you think you use the word sacrifice? Do you, That's what I always wonder if we're projecting ourselves on others just because. Do you get the impression that it was a sacrifice for her? For example, like, is she, do you feel that she didn't express all this art that's within her? Do you know what I mean? No, she's or not does everyone that have kind to be an art? of right. person. Can't she be fulfilled by doing the things she did? I think that she... W- is fulfilled, and she just isn't a cookie. but at the same time, I feel like she probably would have been riding the rails on her favorite Amtrak train, oh. going and visiting her friends and hanging out with her Weight Watchers group more. And you know, she does like slightly less of the things that she wants because she's had to like, you know, reformulate her life. Right. To ha- she never wanted kids, and then she was like, "But I want this one." Like, and. I think that it's kind of co- uh, a coexisting of I am fulfilled, but I'm also sacrificing because I think yeah. that I I know what kind of life like she we on a cruise line right now in Mexico if it wasn't for me. But it's kind of yes, but it's more of the acceptable sacrifices of be- deciding you want to fill a parental role, not like she could have been a, a singer. She could have been a contender. <laughs> right? She could have been a movie star. No, I think that this like she she's happy where she's at, but she does love to complain about what she could have had. <laughs> if not for you damn kids. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's, that's her, her right. thing, That's though. a parent's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't said this out loud publicly, but he'll never hear it. So it's OK to say my dad is notably jealous that I have kind of the career he wanted, which is so weird because I only want it because he raised me and I am exactly like him you know what i mean i've like heard his, that he wanted to be a filmmaker and his life was hard so instead he had to work at a 7-eleven from the age 14 and like raise his kids and now one of his kids i've his love for films rubbed off on me so much that i'm like i want to be a filmmaker and he's like well it's easy to be a filmmaker when you don't have to raise any damn kids and you had good parents and i'm like you're right and i'm grateful for that but i don't know how to feel you know i feel like i'm not surprised when you say that just by like hanging out with your brother and like all of his stories about your dad. And I just feel like, yeah, I could see that. And interesting. Yeah. I don't, I, I never know what David says. Full disclosure for the audience. Yeah. Beep is good friends with my brother, David. Yes. I am very good friends with your brother. I, um, and yet he said Biba on the phone. 
He, uh, you know, there's some friends of mine that just <laughs> like to say it that way, and that's fine. Okay. Well, there's the assonance, Bibba Pickles. It, like, it rolls off the tongue nicely. Bibba I think Pickles. that's why a lot of people say it that way. Yeah. I'm not a stickler. Like, I guess by that logic, though, I should be Michael Swime, which is no Sw- good. Oh, that sounds weird, though. <laughs> I think Swame is the way. Or Michael Swame? Michael. Yeah, that's good. Everyone's names should rhyme, is my point. But back to your art. Yes. Um, Do you tend to create art when you're having either a manic, yes. anxious, or, okay. Immediately, spree. yes. Oh, okay. I really I expected the opposite answer. No. Because I've I talked go- to a lot of artists who... It paralyzes them. They have to wait for it to pass, and then they well, there's a retroactively make art about it. There's a difference between having a panic attack and having a manic attack. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> like I have a panic attack, and I'm like gagging, and I'm like, yeah, I, have I need to go and be alone, and I'm all like pacing around right. silently and agitated. But when I'm manic, it's like. I can hear Leslie Gore singing to me sunshine and lollipops and <laughs> rainbows. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was just like, I'm going to peel the bark off a tree and make a bark collage. And I just. It's bad for the tree, you know. It's I go crazy. It's kind of like um, I can look at anything and see what it can be for me. Mm-hmm. I don't look and see things that are there. I think I see what can be there and I just go like nuts with it. Does it feel scary, the true mania? Like, Depending you liken on it to an acid trip. Right. I've, acid trips are usually wonderful experiences for me, but of course there's the one where you overdid it. Yes. And 12 hours in, you're like, I just want to sleep now. Yes. Yeah. That is pretty much exactly what it feels oh, like. Oh, okay. Except you're not hallucinating. That's like when right. you're going like into psychosis. That's like if you know you're having like a really bad manic attack when you actually start hearing and seeing and having like hardcore delusions. Mm. The ones that are like romanticized by a lot of people that are bipolar or when they just feel like they have a lot of energy. They can do whatever they want. When they talk to people, it's like they're seeing the best side of them. They always have the right thing to say. It's a lot like being on cocaine. I was going to say my friends who've had coke problems sounds like that. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, like being naturally on Adderall or coke mm-hmm. and you just... I don't know. You like feel really good about yourself. You have like so much grandiosity. You're like, I can, I can do anything. And you, you're like, you know what? I want to wear a Halloween costume today and I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to just do, I can do whatever I want. going to rob this bank. Yeah. And then something <laughs> like that happens because right. you're so stuck on how great the idea is and how you're going to be so happy when you do right. this. And then like you're making everybody like unhappy. This flying machine will work. I'm testing it. It's going to work. Absolutely true. Yeah. You'll like start these elaborate projects and never finish them or they won't work or like mm-hmm. you're just you're going to parties and determine that you, I'm going to have the best time everybody's playing dance dance revolution well I'm going to master it and everybody's going to say wow she's so good she could do everything yeah. and then everybody's annoyed because you're hogging the mat right or like you know, for me, it was like there were parties where people were like being silly and dancing on tables with their pants on their head. Well, mm. I was like taking off like all my clothes in my underwear, like smearing like all their cereals and like, yogurt on my feces. body. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, going, oh, snowball fight and like peeking up like putting my hand in ice cream and Mm. like molding it like a ball and like throwing it around. So you are picking up the vibe of the room, but you're like, I'm going to take it way further than all of you. Yes. Party. I'll show you a fucking party. Yes. I have to have the best time and everybody is angry. Like I ruin it. Does. Okay. So you already mentioned some downsides. Um, You say bipolar. That usually involves the depressive side as well. So I imagine those feel linked. All right. So I guess, could you speak on, is it a mixed bag or do you just hate bipolarism? If you could press a switch, would you take it away? Or do you somewhat are grateful for, and I say that in quotes, or romanticize the part where you're like, when I'm manic, I do get a lot of shit done. Because like, I, feel I have anxiety that attacks and I know they're literally shortening my lifespan. So I try to do things to combat them. But I'm also like, is that the only reason I get so much work done? Because I'm an anxious person, you know? I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm addicted to the feeling I get from my Mm. mania because 
I, I don't think I could take it away now because I mean, when I'm man, so when you're manic, caffeine will make it worse. Okay. Like it amps it up. And I was a type Is of the depression also more extreme than if you like, yeah, amp up the mania? you crash okay. way harder. So but there's I, no way to like tailor your bipolarism no. to the way you like it. But I was such a nutter butter. I would be like, I would, I'm being so serious right now. I would shotgun three cans of Red Bull shotgun, the biggest ones that I can get yeah. to amp up, turn it up all the way. My mania you wanted a manic period to start. I wanted to get every everything that I had to yeah. do for the week done in one day and I would just go the limit and I would do everything and people would say I cannot believe that you picked that up all by yourself I was like the Hulk I you just lifting boulders what were you doing yeah I would like do like all this crazy work like when I was like working at the radio station it's like I reorganized the entire library I did all this and they're like oh my god this like the station's spotless and every I just wanted your fingers are bleeding yes I wanted scrubbed everything it's true my fingers would be bleeding on my cuticles I would do everything I was superwoman and Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the Swiss army knife that people could like trust and believe in but I probably greatly lowered my lifespan like I was like killing myself which is why I had to go on meds I was driving myself up the walls by Mm. like doing that and then I would crash really hard and be really depressed and I would just go to some efficient work-wise really fucked up dark places and I would feel like I made out of lead and that if I could just lift my arm I could stab myself in the leg with a ballpoint pen and I just couldn't you can't even lift your arm I couldn't I couldn't do anything I couldn't live like that anymore and I went on medication and this is how I know that I can't live on the extreme opposite side either of being totally quote-unquote normal Mm -hmm. is they gave me a bunch of antipsychotics and it mellowed me out a lot and I felt like someone scooped my soul out I felt totally dead inside and like my my brain was like foggy and I Mm. was so depressed that the magic was gone and I I was saying to myself, I just have to take it one day at a time and live the rest of my life really horrible like this. And I'm just waiting to die. I was sitting around waiting to die naturally. And it was horrible. And so I found this happy medium of, okay, well, I'm on a moderate dose of lithium. And I still know how to get down and like, you know. Down meaning up. Uh, get get down Manic. on the dance floor, sing uh, every yeah. Rick James song word for word, and people go, wow, I didn't know she knew how to do the splits. But I'm mm. not technically ruining everything because I'm not trying to be the center of attention throughout the party. Sure. And I still know how to sit and be quiet and like not fidget around and claw my skin off. And I feel like that was a hard thing to do, to just be moderately fun and to have a down moment, to have a moment to have a nice sit. But, oh, sitting still is impossible. I I don't know how people do that good for you. I mastered it. It was hard. I'm there. I I, Now I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, my girlfriend always, I say, what do you want to do? And she says, just chill. And she means sit on the couch with no no music or TV on and and look into space. And I mean, and I, within a minute, go like, but what are we doing? I can't do that. And she's like, I'm just snuggling with you, thinking my thoughts. And I'm like, but what's the activity? I can't handle this. I can't do that. That's a little bit too much for me. For me, having a good sit is like, okay, like... I'm going to accompany somebody on their errands. And if they need my help, I'm here. But really, I'm just sitting in the car, riding in the car, looking at the people on the street going like, I wonder where she got those purple pants. I like them. Or, whoa, is that guy really riding a unicycle? I don't think I could do that. Jennifer can stop her brain from thinking thoughts for as long as she wants. I can't do that. At a time and then turn it back on. And I admire that ability. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do that. But I... I, I'm always thinking, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be just kind of gentle uh, thoughts where I can use mm. them for something. Yeah, um, I'm working on that. But I do think it's really great that you highlight, because I'm in the midst of my own version of this journey, but 
people out there who are going through this or things like this, the finding the right balance between there is a mind over matter aspect and there is an aspect of introspecting and getting in touch with yourself, finding out what your rhythms are. There's thought exercises and things that really are real and affect you. And then there's also Western style medication that I think can be very helpful. But a lot of people I know, well, there's both problems. You should go in being wary and knowing that every, yes. you're, everyone's so different and we understand the brain so little that if you start taking a medication and it doesn't jive with you, like bring it up right away, change medication. Yes, yes. Yeah, because you don't deserve to feel scooped out and hollow inside. And that's common with people yes. I know who are first trying antipsychotics. So A, know what you deserve and keep fighting. B, uh, I think you can also overdo like, I think there's a lot of people who are scared to take medications for that reason. And I'd say, if you know you need it, take it, but know that you could have side effects and you got to be on top of them and that you deserve to keep changing if you need to keep changing. Yeah. I feel like what you just said uh, was like, like, boom, my brain is explode. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Like that was me two years ago. Like I was so afraid to take medication and I was like, no, you can't tame this beast. I'm a wild unicorn with a big glittery dick. My personality is the sun. That was me. (laughs) And I mean, I feel like it's a little bit me. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a unicorn. I'm a, I'm like a, like a shiny You're star. You're a little bit of a mythical creature. I'll give you, you have that vibe for sure. So, but I'm, I'm not so like, look at me all the time. Mm-hmm. It's more like, hello, I am here. I know you can see me and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll be over here grazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to like grab you by the cheeks and like shove your forehead onto my forehead and say, hi, <laughs> yeah. my name's Pickles. <laughs> uh, I could just give you a wave yeah. now and What's it's your fine. your first name? You'll mispronounce it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I just feel, I just feel like I was like, I'm, I'm, still pretty intense now so you can only imagine how scary that was all my friends are natural performers and are on all the time so like i can feel the vibe that you're someone who's talkative and high energy but all the time no i'm pretty uh inundated with that so i think you would have to tell me that you have manic episodes for me to know that but i appreciate well now it's not that obvious but there was a time like when I was not medicated mm-hmm. that I think it was obvious because people would be like, you have like crazy wild eyes and you like you and I would stomp through like a coffee table <laughs> at a party. A guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, it was sort of like crazy. I'd be like, I'm Godzilla, you guys. And I'd like punch a oh, picture frame and have a bloody totally. hand. The person who parties so hard that you're like, well, now the party's ruined. Like what's. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I had a friend who is very diminutive would drink like and i'm an alcoholic saying this like a tremendous amount where i'm like what impressed i know i mean i'm an alcoholic and i know people that little that little tummy and whenever he got drunk to a certain point he would immediately do yell the word escrima do you know what escrima is no form of martial arts that is based on using any object in the room as a weapon as quickly as possible He'd just yell a screamer and then start hurting everyone around him. We'd have to be like, you're really hurting people. You have to stop, please. Uh, honestly, that really could have been me. Sure. I can. I'm Godzilla. Please stop stepping on my foot. I can think back. Think, I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink two Four Locos. I'm going to drink this many. Oh, I'm gonna shit. Take, I'm going to drink two Four Locos. Those got banned and I wasn't into drinking at the time, but oh, my man. girlfriend that was my has life. told me that was she my had, life. she's like, Four Loco was my life. And it, oh my God. it makes you go crazy. I never want to see another one ever. Okay, Four so this Loco. This is like alcoholic Red Bull if people don't know Four Loco. Yeah. Four Loco for me In was- like a giant can. Yeah, <laughs> a tall, tall can. Four Loco for me was like- Oh, this is my fiance. We're getting married and we're like Sid and Nancy and I love him so much. And then now I'm like, I can't believe I almost married him. I could have had <laughs> He like, was abusive and I didn't see it. I don't know why I did this. And then 
then if you like bump into Four Loco at the grocery store, you put the cart, yeah. like abandon it and run out. Yeah. Don't even put this stuff back. Fuck well, this. Well, at least he was honest up front. Like, why do you drink this? For Loco to be crazy. <laughs> like, it was. Yeah. They I, didn't hide it. I used to make, when they stopped making it with caffeine, I would make bootleg For Loco and I called it Quattro Crazy. And Just coffee and <laughs> vodka? No. I, okay. uh, I put Four Loco and Red Bull together and crushed up caffeine pills. And I put them all together in a washed out gallon of, like, milk, that mm-hmm. carton. Yeah. I wash it out and then put that stuff inside, shake it up, drink the whole thing and like have have a bad time. Tide and pod on the rim. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, like I I just like have these flashes of like, oh, I remember that. I can't believe I can't believe I, I, I drank a 40, a bottle of gin and two four locos and then like that beats my record. set something on fire. And oh, God, that I've just done. so much like total three cars in one night. Great that I my hat is off to you. You win on that. Three cars in one go. This is the new Tales from the Pit game. We have to have you back for a whole episode. I, I've done That's some just stuff. Because we're evenly, it's all love. People out there who are struggling right now, let's find a way to help them feel okay and survive one more day. But also hilarious anecdotes about shit you did when you were drunk or oh high. i got because those are so, great too yeah <laughs> i remember being at one party and saying check this out and i was like putting out like candles and lighters and cigarettes on my with? tongue i was gonna say with what okay i was like look i'm invincible and another party i was like i'm jesus and i convinced this guy that i was jesus because i put every every cigarette out on my hand i went look I'm not burned and the next day my hand looked like I fisted a wasp's nest <laughs> and it was like what did I do was there just a delay for the burns to I appear? don't remember that night actually that I was told what happened that night I like fell down and I was told that I got a concussion and they had to have a, like a fight about who's taking me to the ER and then when they took me to the hospital I wouldn't go inside so they made a nurse come out to the car to examine me and I kicked her in the stomach and said get off me fucking bitch and oh, then no. I like woke up and realized like I uh, didn't have my purse or my shoes okay I've, and they had kicked it in as a woman I didn't in know. The I didn't know. Oh, I was you've told. You've had to be told that afterwards. I don't remember any of this. See, that's the kind of behavior you don't want on your record. From, ha- that's why you stop drinking. I, I have, have a like lot that. of that behavior <laughs> yeah. on my record. I like. I was. I was arrested and I was blackout drunk, fighting. I was in handcuffs, so I still tried to fight mm-hmm. them with my legs. And I was like, fuck you, bitch tits. And it was outside of a concert. And everybody from the concert came out and watched it happen. I had an audience. And it was a Wiggles concert. Uh, no, it, it was. <laughs> no, it's really bad. I was Uh-oh. seeing Strung Out, which okay. is like this 90s yeah, punk I band. Yeah. I feel like it could have been cooler. No, it's more normal to fight in front of a Strung Out concert than a Wiggles concert. It was. And the reason the cops arrested me is that I finished off a jug of secrums threw it at a brick wall and jumped in the glass and rolled around in it laughing and they like came up to me to be like what the fuck are you doing and i was like none of your fucking business and these things are bad right we're at the risk i think of condoning these things these no, things suck yeah in retrospect who wants to my wa- laughter aside well who wants to wake up in jail and you're picking glass out of your skin because you're telling me, me these stories and they make me smile and giggle but i want the people to know i see that these are bad things that happen they're and i feel sorry they're hilarious they're i hilarious, don't want to die things. let's never do yeah. it again it's kind of like hey wouldn't it be funny if this happened and i was like i guess i'm the person to do it so nobody ever has to do it I'm because i'm it. Yeah, yeah i'm like i'm like the jesus of america's funniest home videos like i died for your lulz that's the new green day album right Jesus oh of my, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh my God, it might as well be. Bob Saget walks the road with me. All right, uh, <laughs> more stories to come if you're ever in the area again. I'd love to do a part two. I'm always around. Because uh, I wanted to talk about art and we did a lot. 
but I also haven't had anyone with the particular like bipolar journey. So I'm glad we talked about what mania feels like. And oh, stuff like I, that. I feel like I'm the expert of Great. Like, what it feels like. So come back and we'll do a part two. That's half and half again. And then if people piece them together, that's two full episodes. Okay. About so, art and mania. Oh, you know what's funny is it's like, oh, this is a half and half and bipolar disorder is oh. a half and half. It's like. I and we're drinking half and half. There you it go. It was unintentional. It's like. All, I make all my guests drink half and half. I, oh, the, the cream, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like my, um, my journey has been like, I'm really depressed. I'm made out of lead. I'm really manic. I'm made out of like the plasma that's in the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, I don't, I'm going to, you know, leave it all behind. And I feel like, you know, my life is just like Judy Garland's life. I'm so talented and no one understands. And then I go, oh, wait, I'm like, I'm being a piece of shit right now. I'm burning my hand with cigarettes in front of this like stupid party. And like, I've injured myself and. I feel like that, you know, the ending, the happy ending is that when I look back, uh, all the things that I've done and, you know, my shortcomings at the end of the day, like I, you know, if, if I take it one day at a time in January, I'll be clean and sober for three years. Wow. Congratulations. And I've been on medication since March of 2016. And even though I, I, I had to experiment and find the right medication and it made, and there's a lot of medication out there that really made me feel like shit, worst side effects ever. But I found something with side effects that I think that I can manage. I, I don't like the weight gain and being thirsty a lot and peeing all the time, but you know, hell of a lot better than feeling like I'm being electrocuted yeah. all the time. Ooh, and was that Cymbalta? Uh, no, no, okay. no. I've heard of that. Um, the Cymbalta brain shock thing I got. I got the brain shocks from Saffris. Uh, Abilify okay. made me feel like I had a bunch of acid going through my veins. Well, like Butra I was, made me have ugh. lucid, horrible nightmares every night that felt like they were hours long. I had that on Saffris. I felt the pain and shit when I, I had got that. stabbed in the dreams. Yeah. I felt like I was drowning. Like I would like pass out from fear and that's how mm. I slept. And I would wake up and be like, oh no, I woke up. <laughs> yeah. I thought I would die but I, I don't have that anymore I'm on with you and I'm happy good, good, good. and I have found a place where like I'm happy and other people aren't scared I just switched to Zoloft which is giving me brief manic episodes which I've never had before I've so heard it's that. quite a cavalcade of <laughs> it's quite a carousel of effects you can get um, but yeah and I think that like that's a really important part about medication is mm-hmm. what you just said, which is it it's a trial and error and everybody's different. Yes. And I, I stuck it out and I'm really happy that I did. It's and I just great. worry so much for people who are depressed and take the pill and because you can also get the side effect where it literally does the opposite of its intent and makes like suicidal yes. ideation way worse. Latuda did like that to me. And it's like people are in such risk. You're like, oh no, you just got to switch now. Switch to something else now. Latuda did yeah. that to me and I was on it for months and I thought that the only way was to kill myself. Right. And I luckily got out and I'm really glad that I did because I'm pretty sure that people at my hospital are like annoyed that they keep seeing me like this chick just tried some shit again. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? Who knows? And it's (laughs) like, I know I always go. I want to die or I want to have fun and nobody knows. But it's over now. I do not. I used to see the ER once a month. I used to go. I had great insurance because of my grandpa being at the post office forever which is a government job and if i didn't have that i would be horribly in debt i was really up shit creek without a paddle mm. and now i'm in a lovely river kayaking a and there's oh cute little of there's cute otters with their babies and manatees it's great great and then I also so listen if you're out there and you're having this issue just just hear us keep live one more day you asshole also (laughs) very important I feel like I this is common Mm -hmm. I have felt this I think a lot of people feel this way they're afraid that they're not going to be the same person that their art or whatever they do is going to be affected and they have to sacrifice this thing to like not go off the deep end. Right. 
And I felt that way. And, and it was so bad. I was prepared to do that. And in in a way, like all of 2016, I felt like I was an empty shell. But I feel like I'm I feel good. I feel like I I'm, I'm just me. I've always been just me. And I'm still doing what I want to do in music and comedy. And I feel like I, I can do those things successfully. I don't feel like I'm making bad content. And I, I'm not, di- I'm not different mm-hmm. in the way that I thought I'd be different. Worry. I'm different in a and way that I hope for. may make you feel different for a while, but just know that you don't have to settle for that. That's not the end. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think that there, that it's really important for me to tell everybody that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Like it is, there's a silver lining in every cloud. And even though it's hard right now, you can't even imagine what's like coming. Like there, there is a, there is a payoff out there and it's hard to get, but I'm really happy that every piece of art that I make is something quality and something genuine. Like I really want to affect people positively and touch people. And I think I've done that in, music and comedy and I don't know how I was able to do it (laughs) impaired I was able to Uh do it but now I really feel like I can I I feel a hundred percent like I feel like I'm really having some kind of connection with people that I'm resonating with them and like I I feel like I'm kind of more aware renaissance is coming I I feel like instead (laughs) of just doing something and people like because it's like Oh wow, she's it's like different. Yeah. Now it's like this is all of me. I'm a hundred percent. And you can structure it more consciously and yes. yeah, have broader perspective on it. Yeah. Well, where can people find your latest work? Because we're out of time. <laughs> well. But I'd love for people to get introduced. Gosh, I feel like it's hard to get a hold of me. I would say like you're an in-person artist. I'm kind of uh, like a off. Is there from well, social media? Like I'm sure not the there radio a lot. shows, not archived, nothing like that. They have like a Spinatron <laughs> account for me where you could see my playlist. I haven't been on the radio in a long time, but um, I think right now the main project that I've been working on focusing all of my like artistic energy with is um, my music project with my friend Daniel and we're called Flavor Crystals. And I think that if you just like Google my name, you will find stuff. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, that's it, B-I-B-A. Yes. Pickles. And then pickles, just like yeah. the food. Our next show is going to be in Atascadero, California Ooh. at Stage Pink. And we're performing with Depressed Spectre and Sun One. And Flavor Crystals is fronted by me. And I will be wearing uh, a girdle and a bra with... um, Already got that planned out. Grasshoppers (laughs) hot glued to the bra, like dead grasshoppers. Uh And I will eat some of them along with uh, some dirt. And um, I'm going to... some glue residue, probably. Yeah. If you're pulling them off the bra. I'm going to throw up on myself and do a lot of screaming. That's pre-planned? Yeah. Uh, every- Can you throw up whenever you choose to? Yes. I'm pretty good wow. at throwing up. That's a whole different show. I, I, ju- <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I've had so many stomach problems. Is that. Me too. I just but I have got to use a finger. I can't like just will it to happen. I have to use a, a finger to throw up. Oh, okay. But okay. I, I feel like there's been so many. Because I'd envy you if you're like, yeah, you want me to throw up? Here we go. Boom. No, I know That'd someone that amazing. does that, though. Really? Yeah, it's funny. It used to be a popular vaudeville at Gurgitators. They would drink a, a whole fish bowl of water with a fish in it. And then yeah, I've throw seen it that. all up and the fish would still be alive. Stuff like that. So <laughs> that's you basically explain fl- flavor crystals. That's what flavor crystals it's, is. It's yeah. uh, electronic music. It's modulars and synths and theremins. And um, I make noises and it they're all kind of making a sound collage and then I do like crazy disturbing things like drink a gallon of milk and get myself lactose mm-hmm, sickness mm-hmm, and throw it mm-hmm. up all over everyone. So you really got to be there in person. It doesn't translate well it's to the, the three to five minute web video format. There are videos of us and <laughs> there are recordings of our music but I think that the best experience is sitting there and being like very horrified by what's going yeah. on. 
So if you want to be horrified, look up Biba Pickles and Flavor Crystals. Yes. <laughs> and or stay tuned to this feed where we'll have Biba back next time she's in town, I hope. Yeah, I'm I'm always around. Got you. I always you on the have spot. to leave slow for a while so I can remember what it's like not being in a small town. I just watched the movie last night. To live and die in L.A. where everyone refers yes. to it as the Bispo. And I'm like, no one ever fucking called it that ever. I don't believe this. No. We, Some screenwriter no. came up. Yeah, it's slow. It's slow. It's not the Bispo. Don't call SLO the Bispo. And I like <laughs> to think that I'm an expert on slow because my family's lived there since 1935. Oh. And so we're like old school legacy. Nobody ever nice said the Bispo. It feels like San Diego transplanted to middle. It reminds California. me of Twin Peaks. It's like, what a nice little town. It's got a secret. Damn fine cherry pie. Yep. <laughs> this has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating. So make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash small beans. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash small beans where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!